From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. Come on in, hang your cloak on a peg, grab a stool, come warm yourself by the fire. You are among friends. Dr. Jim Gutman is standing by to talk about what has been described as the mother of all antioxidants, the master detoxifier and the maestro of the immune system, glutathione. Uh, we'll delve into that momentarily. Uh, Ian Robertson is here with us on the other side of the glass, twisting the knobs and the dials. Uh, easy. I'm, this is a family show. <laughs> Uh, Albert Vinzel is here, my hardworking story producer, and he's also running our HOA, Hangout On Air. Uh, so if you want to stream the show live on YouTube, just go to my Twitter feed, at Richard Serrett. S-Y, because I love you, R-E-T-T, at Richard Serrett. And while you're there, say hello and follow. Get on up to the website. The landing page is strangeplanet.ca, and from there... You can go to the radio section, that's The Conspiracy Show, and you'll find a slide carousel up at the top, and that's uh, where you'll find a, a collection of fascinating tidbits and stories. There's a riveting piece there this week from Salon.com. It's an interview with John Rizzo. Who is John Rizzo? Well, he is the top lawyer, or was, with the Central Intelligence Agency, and he has a sit-down with a, um, a contributor to Salon over drinks and some hidden truths emerge over a, a bottle or two of Pinot, uh, Pinot Noir. So you'll definitely want to check that out. Uh, there's also a great article from realitieswatch.com. And it's about a company, you may, it's, it's a huge, enormous company, one of the largest companies on earth, and you may not have even have heard of it. Uh, it's called Serco. And, uh, its tentacles are everywhere. So you'll all, you'll want to find out about Serco. Uh, again, that's in the slide carousel. Just a couple of the stories Albert and I have posted. Go to strangeplanet.ca and then on to the radio page for the conspiracy show. Uh, just a reminder, uh, that I am presenting a special, exclusive, uh, live event Sunday, April 17th at the University of Toronto. That's the J.R.R. McLeod Auditorium. And it's called The Bilderbergs, featuring Pulitzer Prize nominee Daniel Estelin, the author of The True Story of the Bilderbergs, and he'll be presenting the Canadian theatrical premiere of his new documentary film, Bilderberg the Movie, and he'll also uh, be giving a special 90-minute presentation. And again, that's Sunday, April the 17th, The Bilderbergs. For more details or to order tickets online, go to the live events page at strangeplanet.ca. You can also buy them in store at Conspiracy Culture, 1344 Bloor Street West, or by phone, 416-916-1696, or on their live events page, that's Patrick and Kadeen at Conspiracy Culture at conspiracyculture.com. Conspiracyculture.com. All right. It's arguably the most important molecule you'll need to stay healthy and prevent disease, yet you've probably never heard of it. It might just hold the secret to preventing aging, cancer, heart disease, dementia, and more. Maybe. Possibly. 
Jimmy Gutman, M.D., is a former professor at McGill University Medical School, where his original specialty was emergency medicine. He now practices family medicine. He was trained at the University of Calgary and did his emergency medicine residency at Emory University in Atlanta, Georgia, where he was chief resident. <clears throat> Excuse me. He went on to an accomplished career here in Canada, where he was appointed as the undergraduate director and residency training director of emergency medicine at McGill University. He's been an organizer and speaker at multiple national and international medical conferences and has literally contributed to the training of thousands of doctors and students. Dr. Gutman has sat on the board of directors for the Canadian Association of Emergency Medicine, various other boards dealing with policy and education, an expert on glutathione and the author of several best-selling books on the topic. He's dedicated to seeing the gap bridged between traditional and complementary medicine. He's appeared numerous times on television and radio discussing the role of glutathione in health and disease. He's currently the senior medical consultant at Immunotech Incorporated. Dr. Gutman, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? I'm very, very good. Thank you for having me on your show, Richard. My pleasure. That is quite a resume. Uh, and the thing that jumps out immediately to me is I mean, you are steeped in orthodox medicine uh i mean you know emer emergency medical uh, practice uh, chief residents right. uh and yet here you are speaking about something that i would venture if you went into most gp's office uh into your gp office and asked them about glutathione they might they might be familiar with the the, the molecule but not much more than a passing familiarity is that a, an apt description you're quite right. Um, I think the vast majority of them, in fact, would not have a clue <laughs> what, what glutathione is about. But um, as most of your listeners, uh, although you may not have heard of glutathione until this evening, um, I pretty much guarantee that uh, in the next five or ten years, everybody will be speaking about glutathione, using the word glutathione as commonly as they use a word like antioxidant or cholesterol, because there's, um, as of today, probably 125,000 articles uh, written on it, uh, all in the public domain. So you will be seeing more and more of, of this word, and uh, it's uh, it's so important. It's that important that um, I've given up my regular medical career just to pursue this tiny little molecule. Tiny little molecule that occurs naturally in not just the human uh, body. Is this is this present in in most mammals? Well, you've been doing your work, um, Richard. Um, good for you. Not just humans. Not just mammals. Um, probably birds, uh, even insects, um, it is just such an essential part of a, of a living cell that um, it would be hard to find a living organism that did not have a glutathione a functioning as its uh, inherent antioxidant. So I was, I was reading this piece, I, I think it was in the Huffington Post, and the, the author described it as the mother of all antioxidants, the master detoxifier, and the maestro of the immune system. Very uh, poetic. <laughs> so uh, 
let's start with, well, you give me a description of, of this molecule. What is it made up of? Where is it found in the human body? And then we'll get into what it does. It's uh, a small little protein. Um, in fact, almost too small to be called a protein. We call these small proteins peptides. And it's made up of three little amino acids. The two of the amino acids are really easy to get from your diet. I mean, if you and I were even going to go over to uh, Timmy's tonight and have a have a donut, we'd we'd get a lot of those two anti uh, two amino acids. But the amino acid that's very very difficult to get uh, in an absorbable form is something called cysteine. And when you get cysteine in a bioavailable form then your cells can make this molecule called glutathione. And every single one of your cells make glutathione because, as you um, so poetically pointed out, um, master antioxidant, that's quite clear, uh, maestro of the immune function. And what was the other cool M word that you used? Uh, uh, let's see, what was that? Again, this was from the Huffington Post, I believe. Right. Uh, and that it was... It definitely had to do with detoxification. Yeah, the mother of antioxidants, the master detoxifier, and the maestro of the immune system. <laughs> I, I love it. But, you know, when you hear something like that, it, it um, for the, the scientist or the, 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 the researcher or the, the doctor, um, it starts to sound uh, kind of puffed up, but... In fact, if you were to look at, it, at its role as an antioxidant, it's quite accurate to call it the master antioxidant. Because, I mean, by now, uh, most of your listeners have heard of antioxidants. They've heard of things like vitamin C and vitamin E and probably a whole bunch of other um, um, stranger, more wonderful antioxidants. The, the key here, Richard, is that none of the antioxidants that we know of in science now can work without the presence of glutathione. Glutathione recycles all the antioxidants, recharges them. If you don't have glutathione in your system, then um, taking your vitamin pill it just uh, is, is a waste of time. You need glutathione for these other antioxidants to work. Dr. Jim Gutman is uh, with us, and we are talking about uh, glutathione. Now, where is the where in the human body is the glutathione plant, the factory that's that's producing it? This is a, a great question. Um, um, first, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll have to tell you that pretty much all of your cells are making glutathione, but some tissues more than other. The highest levels of glutathione to be found in your body, um, the place where it's most actively produced, is in your liver. And that goes back to one of those M words you were talking about. It, it is the master uh, antioxidant, but it's also the most important detoxification substance you have in your body next to, next to water. So, of course, your liver is your major organ of detoxification, so it's no wonder that the majority of glutathione is being made there. And, and um, how... Is the production of glutathione in the body, in the liver, and in other cells, how is that regulated? I mean, what determines how much glutathione you, your body produces or doesn't produce? Our bodies are, are extremely clever. Um, if you were to talk about the way we're made teleologically, um, you, you have an innate sense 
that's uh, either given to you by God, if you believe in God, or given to you by selection, if you believe in Darwin. But you can't beat the, the inherent knowledge of an individual cell who is going to produce its optimal amount of glutathione and no more. So it's not like you can push a cell to make higher levels of glutathione. Your cell will make as much as it can to a certain ceiling, and then it shuts down. So really, what limits the cell to make glutathione is that little amino acid we were talking about before called cysteine. As long as we provide um, uh, a biological, the active form of cysteine, your body is going to make glutathione. But much, and that sounds easy, but it, it ain't that easy. All right, and we'll... we'll... Dr. Gutman, we'll pick that up on the other side. Uh, What perhaps might hamper the production of this master antioxidant and immune booster? A simple molecule all of us have, and it may just be the key to a healthy and long life. Back with more of my conversation with Dr. Jim Gutman, Senior Medical Consultant at Immunotech, Inc., right here on The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. Curiosity, or did the devil make you do it? Whatever the reason, welcome back to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back. Dr. Jim Gutman is with us, former professor at McGill University Medical School, and now the senior medical consultant at Immunotech, uh, Inc. And we are talking glutathione. Let me spell that uh, for you. G L U T A. T-H-I-O-N-E, glutathione, G-L-U-T-A-T-H-I-O-N-E. All right, so this simple molecule um, uh, produced virtually by in every cell in the human body, uh, perhaps in all animals, in the animal kingdom, mammals and otherwise, and uh, it's a uh, uh, an immune booster, an antioxidant, a detoxifier, uh, and... Again, the uh, the levels that that are produced. Uh, how, again, how are these regulated? You're saying that it's they're always all things being equal. Your body's going to produce as much glutathione as you need. Oh well, it uh, it all things being equal, your body is going to try to produce as much glutathione as it needs. This is the issue here, Richard. It, it's trying, but it can't. Well, for us to maintain optimal glutathione levels is very, very difficult. See, every time you get stressed, every time you catch a cold, um, uh, your glutathione levels drop. If I were to chase you around the building a couple times, your glutathione levels would drop. Exposure to pollution and cigarette smoke and drugs, and um, there were so many things that are causing a heavy taxation on your glutathione, uh, hardly anybody's got an optimal glutathione level anymore. This is very, very difficult to maintain, and it, it's one of the reasons why so many people are under the weather. Because in order to maintain a high glutathione level, you have to have access to food stuff that you and I just aren't going to be able to go to the market and pick up. It's very hard to get the precursors or building blocks to make glutathione. 
And how long have we known about it? Uh, when when was it first discovered, or more importantly, its role in maintaining in in, ta- in maintaining human health? When was it first discovered? Well, I mean, you have to go back to the 19th century. I think it was something around 1888 um, where uh, it was discovered, and then subsequent research. Um, uh, way back when it was the aristocrats that were doing the science. They weren't really professional scientists. They had clubs and, and, uh, were just, uh, wanted to impress each other with, uh, new discoveries. And, um, it was, it was discovered that this glutathione seemed to appear everywhere in life. So the assumption was made that it was critical to life. And this was a very good assumption. But it took decades before we understood its real role. We really only started to understand it in the late 60s and the, and the 70s. And it wasn't until the late 70s where we appreciated the fact that without glutathione, your immune system and your detoxification system would just crash. And you would fall prey to your environment literally in hours if you did not have glutathione on board. I mean, we wouldn't survive. Now, uh, if memory serves, there is a connection uh, between uh, the, the discovery of glutathione's role in, in health and was it the co-discovery of the AIDS virus, the co-discoverer of the AIDS virus? There is a link there. Um, the co-discoverer of uh, the AIDS virus is Dr. Luc Montagnier, for which he received the Nobel Prize in 2008. Uh, he is not the discoverer of of uh, glutathione by any means, but um, here's here's the link. We knew probably 30 years ago that AIDS patients, by definition, were going to be glutathione deficient. Okay, so what do you do with that? I mean, look at it a little bit closer. AIDS patients were glutathione low in glutathione, um, even to a much higher degree in the cells that specifically went wrong, something called uh, a CD4 lymphocyte. It's a certain type of white blood cell. So you've got this understanding that AIDS patients are missing, missing glutathione, and they're missing it in the white blood cells that aren't functioning. So what do you do? Go ahead and start to do some experimentation to raise glutathione levels in AIDS patients. And we knew that the lower the glutathione levels in an AIDS patient, the less time that person would have on this good earth. The higher the glutathione levels, the less opportunistic infections, and the healthier that individual would be. So we started getting uh, research money from the Canadian uh, government through what's called the HIV Trials Network um, way back, uh, almost 40 years ago, uh, where we were raising glutathione levels in, in AIDS patients, and uh, the results were, were spectacular enough that uh, when we presented them at uh, conferences, uh, Luc Montagne, uh, the co-discoverer of the AIDS virus, uh, picked up on this and, and uh, 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 ended up writing uh, or, or producing a book on uh, AIDS and cancer. And it was a whole chapter uh, just on this substance called Immunical, uh, which is a, a precursor for, for, for glutathione. It, it's, it's that important. Um, it, one of the communities that... It, you're in contact with that really understands glutathione um, is is the gay community. I mean, look what makes up the majority of the gay community. 
younger, uh, university-educated people uh, who are highly networked and uh, online. And glutathione is, is a word that is well understood because of its relationship to the immune system and its ability to help you fend off viruses. And you mentioned over 100,000 uh, papers written to date. Yes. Uh, are, would, would, are included in that? Would there be peer, re, are peer reviewed articles, uh, being written about glutathione as well? Would we read about glutathione in, in the New England Journal of Medicine or Lancet, etc.? Uh, Richard, it's the first time we talked, but I'm quite impressed, uh, with that level of question. Um, these are all, um, articles that appear on a website called PubMed. P-U-B-M-E-D dot gov. And this is the largest repository of established journal, um, scientific and medical journals in the world. Uh, it used to be restricted to just scientists and, and the government, um, but a number of years ago, um, it was opened up to the public. So the public has access to all of these peer-reviewed, highly regarded uh, journals. And for anybody doing research, this really is a site that counts because the stuff you're going to get is credible. It's, it's as you mentioned, in, in high-level journals, uh, peer-reviewed, uh, which means other people have uh, uh, screened uh, these articles to make sure that they're valid and um, they're not just made up and uh, they're legitimate, uh, coming from legitimate institutions. Um, I guess that's a long way of saying, yes, Richard, you're right. And what about epi- epidemiological uh, studies? Um, have, have, oh, have there yes, been, I mean, that's the gold standard, right, in terms of, of, of these types of studies. Well, the, the, the studies we consider gold standard are interventional studies where they're placebo-controlled, uh, double-blinded, statistically relevant, and all of that exists, and all of that exists with the company that I work for. The epidemiological studies are the ones that study populations and describe um, what happens to these populations. And it was the epidemiological studies that going back um, into the 60s and 70s that really opened up our eyes. And what these studies showed us was that the older the individual, the lower the glutathione level. Not only that, the sicker the individual across the board the lower the glutathione levels were. So that was a jumping uh, point where uh, scientists would look into, well, uh, let's see what happens when we raise glutathione. Are we going to slow down the aging process? Are we going to make people healthier? And, uh, in fact, if you look at anti-aging medicine, uh, one of the key molecules, one of the the key interests is this molecule, glutathione, just for that reason. So, uh, you know, it always gets tricky when we're trying to determine causation versus correlation. And you mentioned uh, with older people, we see uh, a low level of glutathione, or with, with sick people, we see a low level of glutathione. So, you know, what is one in, is one kind of lagging? Is it is it that old that aging is caused by a lack of glutathione, or is um, glutathione? Um, Hang on, if I, I think I've confused myself here with causation no, no, and correlation. No, no, in fact, your, your question is, is, is great. I mean, it's a great question. It's different. You see, it, when, you're, when you're sick, uh, you're burning up glutathione levels for different reasons. Um, that's a pretty generalized statement, but uh, for the most part, it's true. Whereas when you're aging, 
um, the the whole mechanics of of uh, of, of, of your cells and their physiology, they, they just ain't up to par anymore, and they can't pump out the glutathione the way they used to when they were younger. So what happens is the aging person lowers their glutathione levels and are much more likely to open up the door to disease processes. Disease processes we call diseases of aging. And what are diseases of aging? Well, the obvious ones are things like Parkinson's and Alzheimer's, but a uh, little less obvious are cardiovascular disease. And um, it, it's it, it cancer. Cancer is uh, highly correlated uh, positively with the aging process. The older you get, the more likely you're going to get cancer. Certain cancers are cancers of aging, like prostate cancer. So there are links, but the causation is just slightly different. And because we have epidemiological studies, we have peer-reviewed articles. I mean, how we always have to be careful when we're discussing uh, things on the air of a medical nature, but I mean, what sorts of claims can we make safely uh, about glutathione and disease prevention? I mean, can we say that it, that studies show it can prevent this or that? Well, I'm glad you framed it that way because that's more of a legal question than a scientific question. If we were to keep to the science of glutathione quite clearly and quite easily, can we talk about the correlation between good glutathione levels and good health? Good glutathione levels and a better aging process. Good glutathione levels and more efficient detoxification. I mean, all that's there. All that's quite clear. What we can't do is link this to a commercial institution. For example, you can't be promoting something that raises glutathione unless it has a drug status. You can't make these claims. So I guess it fits very, very well in in um, the context of your program um, uh, being called uh, the conspiracy program because um, it 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 really is um, an issue whereby medical claims cannot be made about any natural substance unless that natural substance is defined. And register as a drug. Isn't that interesting? Run with that, I'll bet. Absolutely. Uh, So, when we're talking about the the molecule that exists in the body that is produced in the human body, we can we can say studies have shown high level there is a correlation between high high levels of glutathione and um, optimal health. Uh, But once we're talking about a particular product that will boost glutathione levels, then you can't make those claims. Is that it in a a nutshell? Exactly, exactly. However, I mean, the the company that I consult to um, is uh, is very forward. Um, They've been doing this for 40 years. In fact, they're responsible for the vast majority of modern research in in glutathione. And uh, what they do, and the Canadian government is actually... Uh, pretty cool about this. In fact, the head of the USA, um, they've allowed 
a category in between a drug and a food. See, until recently, you were either a food or you were a drug. And they've opened up this category in between uh, that we call a, a natural health product. And in order to make a statement, you have to send to the Canadian government, to Ottawa, piles and piles of papers, research papers, and they have to be done well to apply to make a statement, a medical statement or medical claim about your product. So this company that uh, that um, I consult to, Immunitech, that makes Immunical, has been given the right by the Canadian government to talk about the fact that Immunical, by raising glutathione, can improve the immune system. Or that Immunical, by raising glutathione, can imp- improve your muscular performance. But it's an arduous task, um, but it still beats uh, it still beats the Americans. All right, we'll come back and uh, talk about uh, uh, other sources of uh, glutathione. Why can't you just eat the stuff? I've seen it in health uh, stores. In fact, I saw uh, some today down on the Danforth. We'll get back to uh, my conversation with Dr. Jim Gutman as we discuss this miracle molecule right here on The Conspiracy Show. Don't go away. If you're sure your phone isn't tapped, Call now, 416-360-0740, or toll-free at 1-866-740-4740. It's a relatively simple molecule found in most sentient beings, as far as we know, and it seems to hold the key to optimal health. It's um, it's been described as the master oxidant, the maestro of detoxification, uh, and uh, just uh, the mother of immune boosters. It's called glutathione. And Dr. Jimmy Gutman is with us, former professor at McGill University Medical School, uh, trained in um, emergency medicine, and now currently the senior medical consultant at Immunitech, Inc. And uh, I was asking you before, I've seen uh, glutathione available uh, in health food stores. So, uh can you can you boost your glutathione levels simply by ingesting it, eating it? Wow, wouldn't that be nice? Um, no, absolutely, you, you can't. Human beings, if they eat glutathione, the glutathione becomes rapidly broken down uh, in your digestive system, and uh, and you pass it. Uh, you, it's a very very expensive <laughs> habit because it, it ain't doing anything. It's kind of like the analogy would be if your son or daughter isn't doing well in high school, oh, you can't expect to feed them brains and see their marks go up. You've got to give them what's good for their brains, what the nourishment, uh, the the nutrition that your brain needs. Uh, Glutathione in human beings is the same way. You need to give yourselves the building blocks or uh, what we call precursors for your cells to make their own glutathione. And um, this is tricky. Um, this is tricky to find the uh, adequate amounts of glutathione precursors in our uh, 2016 uh, food stuff. I mean, we can go to Kensington Market, and uh, let me ask you, you, did you think that the, the potato that you picked up at the market um, uh, this weekend is at all similar the potato that your mom put on your plate when you were a kid, forget about it. No, you might as well eat cardboard. 
<laughs> almost, almost. I mean, we're still getting things out of our foods, but the, the, the food industry and agricultural uh, industry um, uh, is uh, more concerned with uh, volume, size, uh, good looks, um, uh, things that don't perish uh, during transport, and nutrition, unfortunately, has kind of fallen by the wayside. So all of these great glutathione precursors that we had access to, or better still, your grandma had access to, uh, we can't get anymore. We can't get it easily. All right. Uh, are you good to take a call or two? Hey, sure. All right. Let's uh, say hi to Phil, who's in St. Catharines uh, this evening. Uh, Phil, welcome to the Conspiracy Show. You're on the line with Dr. Jim Gutman. Go ahead. Right. Okay. One question. Uh, is one wasting one's money if one buys uh, the following two supplements, uh, NAC, I think the C, the third letter in that acronym, represents uh, cysteine, alpha-lipoic acid, and uh, the third would be uh, whey protein powders. Uh, does that help enhance one's glutathione levels? Well, you know, like every good scientist, the answer always is, it depends. Um, the, the first thing you mentioned was NAC, which is N-acetylcysteine. N-acetylcysteine um, is an absolutely fantastic drug. Uh, when I'm in an emergency situation and I've got somebody that comes in and fulminates hepatic and in full liver failure, um, or they've taken something like an acetaminophen overdose, uh, Tylenol overdose, which, by the way, is, is, is <laughs> quite a good way to kill yourself. Um, the way we save these people's lives is by giving them N-acetylcysteine, NAC. Now, the, the problem with therapeutic levels of NAC is that inevitably it makes a patient feel ill. When I give an NAC in an emergency room, uh, you can be guaranteed that I'm going to have a patient that's throwing up on the floor and having cramps and is quite miserable. Um, you can find NAC um, in health food stores at low doses, and in that situation, it's not sold as a drug. But the problem with the NAC, there's two problems. One, if you're really getting good doses, doses that are sufficient to raise your glutathione, that there's a real spectrum of side effects, uh, mostly gastro gastrointestinal and, and mostly nausea and stomach-related stuff. Uh, but the other problem with NAC is that it has a very short half-life. It only hangs around for two or four hours. So if you really want to get your glutathione levels up, you've got to take the NAC three, four, five times a day. And if you felt sick the first time, well, you're going to feel, feel four times as sick the fourth time you take it. But in an emergency situation, in a hospital situation, it is just a marvelous, life-saving drug. Uh, but you see, in a situation like that, I'd rather have a sick patient than a dead patient. So the trade-off is worth it. Now, alpha-lipoic acid is a, an interesting uh, supplement. It's a, it's a very nice antioxidant. And, and what it does, it doesn't really raise glutathione levels, but it, it helps recycle some of the glutathione by unloading some of the work that the glutathione needs to do when it's acting as an antioxidant. 
So the alpha lipoic acid is a very good uh, antioxidant, and it, it's kind of like helping glutathione out so that the glutathione doesn't get worn out and thrown out um, of your body. So alpha lipoic acid is is uh, it, it, it's it's nice, but it, it doesn't actually raise the glutathione as much as it spares the glutathione. And I think the last thing you you mentioned was whey protein. Well, that that really depends. If you have a whey protein that is derived properly from milk, whereby you can maintain the integrity of those proteins. These proteins are very very fragile. Um, they'll they'll break down in heat. They'll break down in pressure. They'll break down if you agitate them too much with a mixer. Um, so you need to come up with a protein that's what called undenatured. It needs to be in the same form, the same physical three-dimensional shape as you see in nature. Then that will act as a glutathione precursor. So in, oh, so in other words, you're not ingesting glutathione. You're ingesting the, the, the things that go into helping your body produce glutathione. Yes, the whey protein, remember we talked about cysteine, is a cysteine delivery vehicle if it's undenatured. The problem is that most whey is, is uh, um, just really a uh, side product of, of milk production. And when you make milk, you know, the stuff that's left over lying around is whey. Forty years ago, it used to be dumped into the field. It was considered a, a useless product. All right, Dr. Gutman, I've got to jump in here because we need to break away for a quick uh, timeout. When we come back, we'll uh, continue to discuss glutathione, how to optimize levels in your body. And uh, again, what else can glutathione do uh, to stave off aging and to boost immunity and detoxification? Back with more right here on The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. You want the truth? You can handle the truth. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Uh, Dr. Jim Gutman stays with us as we're talking about this miracle molecule found in the human body and how to uh, optimize its production in the human body to stave off uh, aging. It's a detoxifier, an immune booster, uh, and... uh, well, much, much more. And uh, let me give you a website as well, immunotech.com, I-M-M-U-N-O-T-E-C.com, and we'll link up to that on the website as well, strangeplanet.ca, uh, immunotech.com. All right, so um, just let us know then, Dr. Gutman, the best way uh, to, to, to get these building blocks, these precursors to glutathione into our body. Well, in in keeping with the spirit of the name of your program, um, I've I've got to tell you, as much as it's easy to bash the pharmaceutical industry, those guys are really easy to make fun of, um, I'm going to tell you that people in natural products, um, they're not necessarily angels either. When you throw money into the mix, you bring out the worst in people. And so I, in my old age, become quite cynical. Um, 
I'm cynical about the pharmaceutical industry. I'm cynical about the natural foods industry. I'm cynical about supplements. To me, the answer always lies in science. And even though science has its flaws and people will occasionally cheat, I, I think that the answers lie in science. So if you're going to take any product, whether it's a pharmaceutical or it's a natural product, or it's a food, make sure that the studies are there. I'll give you an example. The gentleman that called before talked about whey protein. And my answer was, it depends. It's a very, very difficult thing to get whey proteins um, to stay alive biologically, to act as a glutathione precursor. Uh, most of the time, whey is made found after you make milk and it's been pasteurized and been killed. Um, so, But these whey companies are going to tell you, regular whey, you'll go to the gym and buy a big bucket of whey, or you've got to be a member of the gym for three months before you can even pick up that bucket, and they'll, they'll, they'll tell you that it raises glutathione. It absolutely does not raise glutathione. So if you're going to want to use something that raises glutathione, you're going to want something that has been researched and studied and um, proven and patented and showing up in medical textbooks and pharmacological textbooks uh, so you can be comfortable that it does what it's supposed to do. So this uh, Immunical product that you mentioned, Immunitech.com, um, this is, this is the, the great thing about this company is that um, they were a research company before they were a commercial entity. And um, if you were to pick up, have you ever been to your doctor's office or your pharmacy, see that big blue book called CPS? It has uh, all of the drugs that a doctor can write, but sometimes there are natural products that show up in there, and they're written up the same way with indications, contraindications, the clinical pharmacology, and the Immunical is there. The Immunical, it says glutathione precursor, and it, it shows you the studies. So that if you're going to spend your money and it's it's not cheap, you want to make sure that you're spending your money well on something that is actually going to do good for your body. Now, whey proteins are fantastic. I, I love whey proteins. They're an excellent source of nutrition, um, but they, the vast majority of them are not going to bump up your glutathione levels. That's that's special. That's a special way of processing whey uh, where you have that um, that characteristic. Now, uh, are there any side effects? I mean, if uh, if someone is allergic to, I don't know, uh, milk byproducts or anything like that, is there any anything in there that that uh, could cause any problems, digestive issues, anything like that? Yeah, that's 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 a very common problem um, because it's made from whey, uh, which is a type of protein from milk. A lot of people who have problems with milk or people who just don't like the idea of milk are going to avoid most whey products. Now, this Immunical is what we call a whey protein isolate, which means that we've gotten rid of all the fat and we've gotten rid of all the water and we've gotten rid of pretty much everything except the protein. So most people who say that they can't tolerate milk or they're allergic to milk, or not in fact allergic, they're lactose intolerant. 
So we've gotten rid of the lactose. So even the most lactose intolerant person uh, will be able to tolerate a couple molecules of lactose that, that sneak into the product. Now, there are going to be some people who have a true milk protein allergy, and most of them are allergic to a, a, a milk protein called casein. Uh, we don't like casein. Uh, we try to eliminate the casein. Uh, we're after uh, proteins that have cysteine. I know it sounds a little bit technical, um, but ultimately uh, what you end up with is a protein that the vast majority of people tolerate very, very well. Uh, now, you, again, former professor at McGill University Medical School. You worked in emergency medicine. Uh, if you had your way, uh, Dr. Gutman, would you put anyone, let's say they've just had surgery or they're going into surgery or, um, you know, let's say, for example, they're undergoing chemotherapy, radiation, which, of course, depletes the immune system. Would you put patients in a hospital, in hospitals on a glutathione regimen? <laughs> you continue to impress, Richard. Uh In fact, we've done those studies, and right now we're doing a whole series of studies uh, at McGill University, um, where McGill is is, uh, developing this very, very interesting concept called prehabilitation. Now, everybody knows what rehabilitation is. Rehabilitation is you take somebody after chemotherapy, you take somebody after surgery, and you try to make them stronger and get them the hell out of the hospital and, and home and hopefully back to work. Prehabilitation is just crazy simple concept. You go, why didn't I think of that? And that's to get the person in the best shape possible before they have their surgery or before they have the chemotherapy so that their recovery is going to be quicker. So in prehabilitation, as as uh, as being studied at McGill, uh, what what what's being done is that patients are put on an exercise program. They're getting psychological counseling. I mean, you know, geez, you're going to have chemotherapy or you're going to have open heart surgery. That you know, that's traumatic, and a nutritional intervention. And the nutritional intervention that they're using is Immunocal. And we've already done um, a couple studies, and the people, after they have um, their 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 episode, their intervention in the hospital, uh, in this case, mostly uh, surgery for cancer, they get out of the hospital quicker. They're healthier. Their strength is better. Their side effects, their complications are lower. It's so simple. It's so simple. Like, why didn't we think of that before? So... Uh, but for you, Richard, uh, this, this is going to be um, actually, uh, I, I, I really, really believe that this is going to change the way we practice medicine in the future. Well, it's, it's no it's secret that we don't have, it's no secret, Dr. Gutman, we don't have a health care system. We have a, a disease management system. So, uh, I mean, what, I don't know if you can even even ballpark this, but if, for example, um, we were all have we all had sort of optimal glutathione levels. Everybody. Um, I mean, what what are the health cost savings with something like that? Oh, geez, I I have absolutely no idea how to, how to calculate that. That would be an impossibly high <laughs> uh, figure. Um, it, impossible to calculate. I mean, but it would be it would be huge. And um, just to, to give you some examples. Um, there are professional sports teams 
there are high elite uh, athletic teams um, that take the immunocal, um, not only because it's going to improve their muscle function, um, but because it's going to improve their immune function. Now, think back to every Olympic Games that you can remember. There's always this big virus that breaks out in the athletic community before the Olympics. Now, one of the reasons is that they're living on top of each other and it's tight quarters and they're doing God knows what to each other. But another one of the reasons is that if you're working out very hard, if you're overtraining, you have a dip in your immune system and you're more prone to catching the viral diseases, the common cold, the flu, uh, gastroenteritis, and on and on and on. So we, we've got people on the Canadian Olympic team, the American Olympic team, the Polish Olympic team, the British Olympic team, the Kenyan Olympic team, Sure, they're taking it to perform better, but they're also taking it um, to keep um, uh, from breaking their training cycle by getting sick. Think, think of a hockey team, okay? So you've got 20 guys on the bench, and they're sick, let's say, six days out of the season with a cold or a gastroenteritis. Now, if you can cut that down by 50%, that's like hundreds and hundreds and more hours where you're not going to miss your key players. So I, I'm trying to translate it into a sports analogy, but if you look at the amount of time that we and the amount of money that we'd save from people losing time at work, uh, it's, it's, it's an enormously high number. All right. Well, um, people are going to be hearing about glutathione a lot more in the future. If you haven't heard about it already and, um, Again, the website, immunotech.com, I-M-M-U-N-O-T-E-C, immunotech.com. Dr. Gutman, currently the senior medical consultant at Immunotech and uh, former professor at McGill University Medical School. Thank you so much for this, Dr. Gutman. Thank you. You've, you've, you've really done your homework. I'm very impressed. Have a great evening. And uh, if I was in Toronto, I would tune in. All right. Well, you can get the app. The Conspiracy Show app. There you go. There's my little plug. Let me give you another one. Strangeplanet.ca. That's your portal to the program. Register. It's free. It's quick. It's easy. And uh, say hi on Twitter, at Richard Serrett. As always, follow the truth.